0: Hi, everybody. This is Tom and Michaela. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Today we're going to talk to you about the time that we checked into a halfway house at 9 p.m. at night. Here we go. Say something. (laughs) Say, here we go. Do something.
1: Here we go. Here we go.
0: Here we go. Go, 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 go. (laughs) See you later. So the big question is this. How are leaders like you that recognize people and technology are the backbone of the company they're building continue to make progress when they have no clear idea on how to develop individuals and utilize technology in a way that helps them remain profitable, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Tom and Michaela, and welcome to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. Anyhow, you know. Anyhow,
1: what? you just started with anyhow. I did you, start with you anyhow. Can't start with anyhow.
0: Yeah, start with like this is stupid. That's <laughs> usually what I start no, with.
1: Okay, let's start again.
0: No, we'll just keep that in there, Haley. We'll see what happens here. <laughs> so you remember when this pandemic started?
1: Wow. yes yeah about a year ago you
0: remember that call we got from that nonprofit, in lincoln
1: we got several calls got from sev- several nonprofits we in did lincoln. we got
0: several calls from several nonprofits in lincoln the one that i remember was it was crazy you know all these ladies we'll leave it there um, were inside of what we call more of a transitional living house home
1: mm-hmm.
0: many around our local community inside lincoln here and they were all stuck A lot of them lost their jobs. A lot of them lost, you know, quarantined, Um, Some were, you know, quote unquote had COVID, they were sick, they -hmm. were just stressed.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What do we do? We get this call, you know, remember that we had to provide them some sort of medium to communicate with. They have their Zoom meetings for their therapy sessions, um, their meetings with their counselors or meetings with friends and family, because imagine being quarantined and, And not being able to speak to friends and family. And you're going through therapy. You're going through special situations in which you are literally
1: trapped. Mm -hmm. And not only being able to communicate with your friends and family, but literally having nothing to do. I mean, how many TVs have we bought over the last year?
0: We have provided free of charge almost on probably 80% of them. A lot of them. To, I mean, I would say we're hitting 60 maybe 40, 50, maybe
1: at least, maybe at least, at least that
0: yeah. many. So implementing these rooms and these zoom rooms and these ideas, mm-hmm. but so we get this call and it was nine o'clock at night, maybe nine thirty, And we show up to this home full mm-hmm. of women going through transitional living, I guess, if you will, halfway houses, I guess, and there to install TVs.
1: Yeah. Was, they were so excited to see us. They were. Disney Plus was like on their dream list. It and was. it was so it was so cool to just be able to provide them with a little bit of entertainment during a really difficult time.
0: It was amazing walking into these homes and they're literally going nuts, like crazy excited about having yeah. TV, Netflix, um, the ability to talk to their counselors over Zoom, cameras, everything on these big, what we think are big, what... 50 inch TVs on their walls now. Yeah,
1: probably it's, fifty, fifty-five, 55, something it's,
0: like that. It's absolutely crazy. And it, it really set me back. It made me think about the purpose of kind of what we're doing and kind of what you and I do together to help and to really have this heart, I guess, there's that mm-hmm. special word again, mm-hmm. over how we do it and what we do it and the reason why.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's ultimately why I think you started Soren Group was because of that heart. Because of, you know, you're you're not just in the IT field. No, that's not what you're here for. Never. Because IT is IT. I mean, there's several IT companies out there and several IT companies that do great work, but you have this passion to really, I mean, individually help these individuals on different levels from ceo to that woman in a transitional living unit
0: correct yeah it's it's absolutely crazy it's like that old model legacy over currency it's Mm -hmm. i want people to remember you know what we're doing and why we're doing it you know 15 years from now right don't care about the money don't care about the the dollars it's more about you know having these women get through you know their special time in their lives to overcome what they're dealing with you know in this particular nonprofit you know but there were I i mean hundreds of them with people going through alcohol treatment or whatnot and, you know, really struggling with addiction and trying to make them communicate with their friends and their families. It's like whatever we can do to help them have a better life. Mm -hmm. It's crazy.
1: I also remember a story you told me one time that just hit me really hard. And I kind of experienced that along with you as I was, um, you know, going from client site to client site and just dealing with the different things that we were dealing with. But in any given day, you can go from, a $5 million company to a nonprofit that you remember that? Yes. I, I know co- exactly what you're thinking about. The, the, the person at the front desk when you walked in was concerned about how she was going to put diapers on her she, baby in she, the next hour.
0: That's right. She was sitting in the lobby of this huge nonprofit in Omaha and she was crying mm-hmm. and I remember her just crying and she's sitting there and Of course, I was just watching and observing, and this lady comes up and asks her, "Goes, why are why are you crying?" And it was nothing more of she didn't know where she was going to get the next diaper for the baby.
1: Right.
0: It was the next diaper.
1: Right. So how how do you like mind switch between all these different clients and organizations that we work with? Because I mean, ultimately, we are we are so blessed by all of our clients, and I know I I thank you. I learn something new from them all the time. I mean, they yeah. are always teaching me something, whether it's a five million dollar company or a nonprofit, you know, barely scraping by to make payroll. Right. Um right. what what does that do to your mind?
0: You know, it really doesn't me personally, it really doesn't do much to my mind. It's, you know, that two hours later from that lady that was having a hard time putting a diaper on her baby. I was in, well, I consider West Omaha and working with a client I've worked with for, I mean, geez, 15 years now, maybe just about 15 is the 15th year, pretty high in optical place. Um, And their biggest concern right now is, you know, staying alive, making payroll for their staff, you know, making sure that They can sell the needed optical eyewear in which they specialize in, in which they're providing just a huge value and services to the clients that that they serve. And for me to shift, it's, it's really the same thing. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not about putting one over the other. It's having that need, you Mm -hmm. know, when you work with the doctor or you work with the facilities on that level, you know, they're really trying hard to provide for the community to, to have the best eye care and eyewear that they can, um, the brands that are available to it. But, Two hours earlier, it was about that lady that couldn't put that diaper on that baby. Mm-hmm. And to most people, it would see like, you know, one may be better than the other, but in my mind it's not.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really
0: about the the need of the client or the customer and what their biggest issues are that they're overcoming. So you really gotta look past that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. How about you? What goes through your mind when you see that? Can you delineate between the two or do you struggle?
1: no i don't i don't really struggle i think it goes back to kind of our mission no matter what our Mm -hmm. clients are doing no matter where they're at in life and and who they're serving and what they're doing our goal is to help them grow um and so i just have that outlook on it and i mean every industry we deal with is different and we have a a lot of variance in the the clients we serve the size the um the the industry. And so it is a mind switch just because you're dealing with so many different types of industries. And I know for me, I mean, there's different, there's a lot of the same generalities, but there's different regulations, different compliance, different, you know, for every industry. Right. There's a lot of things that are same, the same, but you just have to think about how they're functioning operationally and how, you know, right. what their organizations are like, what their structure is like, what their culture is like. And it's a shift from every organization that I work with. So yeah,
0: I think the biggest bend for me when we hit the pandemic was, you know, as you know, we work with, you know, a pretty large handful of banks, financial institutions, people that are heavily regulated against. Um, in my opinion, people in black suits will show up and do audits on them and say, yes. hey, listen, you know, you are or you are not doing certain things right. You are or you are not compliant. And they get written up. They get written up hard to the point where, you know, it's the negative score on them really impacts their business. Mm-hmm. Well, for years, you know, on some of these banks for 10, 15 years, we have spent to do nothing but secure these networks and secure these environments to make sure that nobody can connect in remotely. Nobody mm-hmm. can work from home. It's pretty
1: locked down. Nobody
0: has access to all this stuff. Nobody has these these abilities to remote in and possibly, you know, quote unquote hack the network or whatnot. And then on one Tuesday. Yeah. Like everything changes. <laughs> everything like, changed. Everything goes out the window and everybody yeah. says, I need access and I need access now.
1: Yeah. That was crazy.
0: And that's where I think we struggled as a company. I mean, my goodness, you know, we as you know, swarm Group, this is not a plug for our company by any means, but you know, we're flat rate, we're an all-you-can-eat buffet over anything IT, mm-hmm. so right. it's it's tough for us, you know, so we have people that are working, geez, in my opinion, 24-7, trying to provide yeah, access to the get time. these employees to be able to go home and write loans and
1: mm-hmm. get
0: access to their documents and get access to their email and get access to these environments. And really circumventing every rule that we created for them right over the past 10 years just prior. to be
1: able to survive
0: just to be able to survive yeah. and then do it in such a way that we have to now justify to these people in black suits that show up yeah why we're doing this and how we're doing this and everything else and still provide that level of security and mm-hmm. continuity inside their business to help them grow
1: yeah and i
0: think we were okay with it i think at the end of the day we did a fairly decent job
1: i think so i right. hope our clients felt that way but
0: i you know when we do our reviews with them I. I've gotten some pretty positive feedback. You know, we've we've still passed the audits. We've had to justify a few things, but at the end of the day, we've, we've done a good job. Mm-hmm. But even like you, you know, when you deal with all the HR stuff with clients, you know, having, I mean, and we've had this conversation not for this podcast, but for others, but this whole non-exempt, exempt employee now working from home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do we do that? How do you address that? And, you know, there's been numerous, numerous issues, but at the end of the day, you have to overcome them right. in this environment. But hopefully this pandemic is ending soon and hopefully these mandates are going to go away
1: the mandates might go away but we're still dealing with a lot of companies and a lot of employees who you know they can they've discovered and proven over the last year Mm -hmm. that they can work from home and I think employers and employees not all the way across the board, but there's a there's a mix of people who wanna stay at home. And you know, some of the employers are okay with that and some right. of the employers are not. So it's gonna be another shift to get back to normal right. or not. What is normal? What is normal anymore and what what will continue to be the norm. It's gonna be interesting to see how all that plays out because I you know when we went to Arizona, we were in the airline. Just yep. chat. We were in, in line waiting for our rental car and we were just chatting with somebody Three hours, who by the
0: was, way, no are thrifty, but yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, we were just chatting with people in line while we were sitting there waiting. And this, this sweet lady that we were talking to about what she does, IT on the East coast. Yep. She's like, I can work from anywhere I want. I can work from my living room. I can work from the beach. I can work from anywhere. And I've been doing it the last year and I'm not about to go back hmm, okay, I wonder how her employer feels about that. Right. So I think we have a little bit of that going on all all, uh, all around the nation. Yeah. It'll I, be interesting to see how things play out.
0: I think a big impact is going to be, too, like you said, the employers allowing people to work from home more often and, and deal with that. Because at the end of the day, that's always been a struggle for, you know, how do you hold people accountable? How do you hold people, you know, to their task and to get their job done and, and their duties done? And all of a sudden, we're thrusted into that. All right. And, um, mm-hmm. I think through the world's different. I it think is. this entire world is different on how we work, how we communicate at work, what we do and what we don't do. And, you know, I think it's super in some sense, super positive. Um, mm-hmm. I know we feel the difference sometimes with our local folks that work locally with us. You know, we miss them. Mm-hmm. We miss seeing them every day. And, um, but we also have a few remote employees too. Mm-hmm. Um, and complete trust, complete, you know, adore them. I think they're wonderful people. And, um, Just know them on a little bit of a different level
1: yeah feels a little distant sometimes it's nice to just sit in the same room and it is see them face to face but
0: this is you know us personally here with our company we can't talk for others it's very difficult i think sometimes but what do you think they think do you think that they have to try harder as an employee being a remote employee versus someone that is local here do you think that they have to kind of be on their game a little bit more kind of prove themselves do you see that at all I have my opinion but I want to hear yours first
1: Mm, I think it depends on the person and their commitment to the Mm -hmm. company I think you know you'll always have your I'm going to do what I can to skate by and just get through the day Um, but I think you also have those people who are really engaged and want to stay involved and want to be involved and I think I think for those people, sometimes it's a little bit difficult because you do, you are distant. You are not as connected. You can't look them in the eye on a daily basis. And I would think that would be a little bit tough. You, you have to make yourself heard in different ways.
0: Yeah, I feel I have a very similar relationship between those that work here and work remote. But then again, too, I'm always gone, too.
1: Right. I was going to say that's I'm a little a bit lot. different because you're on the road and traveling all the time. So yeah. your communication with the people here is often very similar to the communication with the people in Tennessee. Yeah. So.
0: The person. Person. There's only one yes. person in Tennessee. We have
1: multiple remote people, but only one in Tennessee. Yes. Know, with all
0: the storms or hopefully he knows how to swim. I know. <laughs> he
1: said it was bad last week.
0: Did he? he I right did So it's amazing.
1: So back to kind of where we started at the beginning. Um, you know, we were talking about being up late at night, just installing TVs so people could have a little bit of entertainment mm-hmm. while they were completely locked down 24-7.
0: And not even um, the entertainment. The entertainment is, is a piece of it.
1: That was a big piece of it for a... A, for a lot of the ladies there. I think for
0: that home it was. I think... But that home it was, I think the other ones were more of, you know, meeting with their counselors because they, were, term, they yes. were at a point where they couldn't meet with their counselors face to face. They mm-hmm. could not be in the same room with them. They had to be quarantined. So, right. but the house that we we're in that one night, when we recall, was, was a home that was entertainment. They had almost nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, and, you know, there was a house nearby that had the same situation and they had kids, you know, and you their, their kids were going stir crazy and they that's were. you know that was not an easy situation for them so i was super glad that we will be able to that we were able to help them out but what came out of all this over the last year
0: in regards to
1: our new adventure
0: what do you think came out of this over the past year in regards to our new adventure i want to hear your answer first
1: jason's heart
0: of course, Jason's hard. I figured that's what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> of course, that's what I'm talking about.
0: You know, it's crazy, you know, you know, you, both of us for the past year, at least, been trying to figure out how do we really give back to these nonprofits? How do we really, mm-hmm. you know, think about them and put their needs first? And um, what better way to do it than start a nonprofit? Mm-hmm. So, and to really kind of do this, and we were struggling over a name, it was crazy, but... We kind of put the things on pause for quite a long time to figure out right. how do we come up with a name for this thing and what do we do and as you know Jason Levine who I think will be uh
1: he's gonna be a guest he'll be a
0: guest coming up probably episode number five I think number six somewhere maybe in somewhere on there maybe yeah about what Jason's heart is and what it does and you know you have these people in your companies and we do it ours we're just so blessed to have Jason here about what he brings and the joy that he brings to the clients that he works with every day and try to you know almost emulate that and it's nearly impossible yeah it's nearly impossible to do what he does and that man has this ability of this selfless giving and his heart just goes out to everybody and loves what not you know i don't know what do you think if if he had to be an it do you think he'd be an it person or do you think he'd do something different
1: hmm jason I think maybe he'd do something different.
0: I think he would too. I think he enjoys technology. I think he enjoys
1: it. But ultimately, ultimately it comes down to Jason wanting to help people.
0: It's all it is, people. And he wants to help people that help people. Yes. So it's not about just helping people in general, but he loves to work with people that helps people. So think of those companies out there that actually help people. And he loves to help those people help other people mm-hmm. and it's all about his heart and we've said it for years jason's heart and i think when that day in december
1: I yeah forget the day. i was sitting at a coffee shop Remember this? working yes i was sitting in a coffee shop working waiting for my next meeting or something like that and and you were texting me back and forth and you're like you want to start another company with me i'm like oh boy here, here we, we go, go. <laughs> here we go like what is what is this idea gonna be
0: not the car wash one this time not
1: the car not not the pizza place either not the pizza not place, the place yeah we almost so,
0: bought a pizza parlor here in town uh, maybe a year ago a yeah, year and a half ago and that was just a, a quick short, minute a yeah, quick minute
1: yeah so I'm bracing myself because I know it's gonna be big and I'm like okay what's happening my world is gonna get turned upside down again and you said you told me it was a nonprofit mm-hmm. and you told me the title Jason's Heart. And I, like, there was no doubt. Like, No doubt. Yes. 100% yes. Let's do this. And And it was a perfect name.
0: And Jason was freaked out. Yeah,
1: we told Jason. And I think, yeah, I think he's still freaked out. He is still freaked out. He's still freaked out.
0: He's still freaked out.
1: Yeah. But
0: But it's amazing. We're all
1: freaked out, really. We don't know what we're doing.
0: And it's nothing that I can say. It's nothing that you can do. It's nothing that. We can speak about, it's hard to even write it, but yeah. until people meet Jason and know who he is and see that, Aurora, is that the name? Aura. Aura? Aura. Aurora is a city. Yes. Is that where your dad was born, Aurora? No. That's
1: where I was born.
0: That's where you were born.
1: Yes. Aurora, Nebraska.
0: Yeah. Your dad was born in what, Carney? Carney. Carney. Mm-hmm. Kearney. 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 Kearney, yeah. Kearney. Yeah, it's crazy. But until you see Jason and actually understand who he is as a person- it's like you, you'll never quite truly understand what Jason Hartz is, yeah. and it's it's about providing, you know, having to enable people, helping people, help those companies succeed when it comes into you know from technology to people and human resources and all this fun stuff is uh, having them ultimately to help their people do better, people that they serve.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about it.
0: I am. It's it's been crazy. It's you know we have a nonprofit we. I worked with here for my first customer, in fact, my first real customer, and I can say this now, uh, Jay Conrad is his name. He's been a client with me since I think 1997 I met him. Mm-hmm. 1997, that is correct. And uh, he is my first nonprofit leader that's officially retiring this year after all these years, and I've been with him through almost his entire tenure.
1: This kind entire like process. End of an era.
0: It is. It's kinda of sad. It is. And that man has shaped and formed me from every portion in my being of who I am and what we do. It's always yeah. been about Jay and his outlook and his leadership and what he has done with an organization. And it's amazing to me. So, you know, Jason's heart, Jay, real name Jason, but, yeah, <laughs> but it is but at the end of the day it's it's um Yeah, it's it's amazing. So,
1: very cool. I'm excited. I'm excited for our new adventure, and I'm excited to get Jason on the podcast, and we can talk a little bit more about it. do you you Just
0: have like here tower next to us. He does
1: tower over both of us, (laughs) so that would not be uncommon. But
0: would be uncommon. So, as we wrap up here, what's been the one thing that Jason, our Jason, has done that's put a smile on your face?
1: Um. Oftentimes, if he's having a rough day, if he knows it's going to be stressful, and we've had a lot of stressful days over the last couple years, um, he just takes a deep breath and he says, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. And just his positive outlook, even when he's struggling, just his positivity and his gentleness and his kindness, um... It blows me away. It it humbles me. It makes me think. If only I can just be a little more like him.
0: It makes you feel guilty sometimes, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think the one
0: story from Jason that I have is he was lying. Now, how he told it may be a little bit slightly different, but how I interpreted it was <laughs> he was lying there in bed one morning, and he hears <laughs> chainsaws or something going in the background from his window, from his bedroom, and he jumped up and he thought my neighbor's cutting down trees i know i can make some snowmen yes out of he was trying wood. to figure
1: out how to make christmas gifts for his clients and he's done it and, for a and couple his years friends and family
0: absolutely yeah. and haley hopefully we can put up a couple images here and here maybe here or something of those yeah. those snowmen it's it's unbelievable and to this day you know we walk into some of these nonprofits around our community and we see them you know inside these 911 oh, yeah. center 50 60 miles west of us you walk in there and they're sitting there on the tables yeah and people have no idea what they're from or where they're even from and they see this little wooden snowman in there
1: sometimes they're up all year long they are yeah. ours are up yep we keep I them just up page so. has the one on our desk i think
0: she does yep is there still one in the kitchen too
1: mm, i put that away
0: put that Shh, away don't tell jason no. <laughs> it'll come out next year we'll have like a whole family maybe you can yeah. make like all different sizes so we can have like a mom and a dad and Couple kids and a yeah. dog stomach or something.
1: Yeah. It already is kind of a little family, but you know, like ours, yeah. you can always add to it. So
0: it's crazy. Okay. So before we go here, one last thing um, podcast number two was filmed prior to us going to Arizona. Yes, it was. Podcast number three is um, definitely after we've been back from Arizona. Yes. Best memory of the trip between you and I? Best memory of the trip on your mind?
1: Um Lake Powell. Lake Powell. It was, was gorgeous. Fun. It was beautiful. It was relaxing. I think you drove the boat more the than I did. I think maybe I did. You did. It was good. It was a good time. It was a good time. How about you?
0: Even though it was a four cylinder, I think. Do it on one twenty five down the highway <laughs> up to Page, Arizona.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: That was fun. Just for a quick minute.
1: Just just a second.
0: Just a second.
1: We made sure that no we're, there were no other cars in sight. No. Don't tell our sheriff's offices. No. Don't tell them.
0: Maybe this was maybe it was much per hour. Uh, no. no. It, was, <laughs> it was pretty quick. It was quick. It was quick. It was fun. Anyways, wonderful. Okay. You know the one thing we did figure out too before we go here. Um, probably thirty to forty more episodes of this podcast. Titles some crazy ones out there too.
1: Yeah the the plane trip was like a quick brain dump brainstorming session of all the interesting things we've come across over the last five, ten, fifteen yeah. 15 years so it'll be fun to kind of individually yeah It'll I be haven't fun known to you for 15 years oh for sure not
0: no not no. at all
1: we've had a lot of different experiences we have yeah it'll there be good
0: go. well let's wrap this up thanks for watching everybody Um, or listening depending on what platform you're on and yeah. we super appreciate it and um catch you guys later.